Hey everyone, this is Pastor Steve from Faith Community Church, and you are listening to Faith That Works, podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're so excited that you've taken time to listen to these words today. Our desire is that this would push you to a closer, deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'll just say this, and you know I say stuff like this all the time, but if you came to church this morning for me to make you feel better about yourself, unfortunately, that's not happening today. Maybe a lot of churches that will happen in today, but today I'm here to show you God's Word, and I ask you to align your life to His Word. Everybody follow that? And be honest with yourself and to be honest with God, and let's allow God to do surgery on us today, amen? Let's allow the Holy Spirit. We're talking about power. Power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We've been talking about how we need power. Can everybody agree to that? Can we all agree to the fact that we desperately need power? That we've been running around in circles. We've been playing church. And we've not been effective. We've been having a whole lot of services. I'm going to just get the tears off my glasses. I apologize for that. We've been playing church. Come on now. In America, we have, well, we used to have a bunch of services. Now we have one a week and can't get people to come to that. And we wonder, God, why aren't you blessing our country? Why aren't you blessing our nation? Hey, you pray less, God moves less. It's not rocket science. If you humble yourself, call out to God and ask for his help, and you're serious about it, God will move. But see, what, what we want is we, we want our extra latte, extra cream, Come on now, I'm not against Starbucks, but it is expensive, FYI. I'm for all of you that don't, I don't like coffee person. I'll tell you that story later. But we in, our, in, in the church, we're more interested in the coffee than conviction. We're more interested in how hot the coffee is instead of how hot the spirit is. And what we need is for the Lord to really rip us apart and to show us ourselves. And God, help us as a people to fall on our face and say, God, help us. We need the power of the book of Acts. We need fire. We need to be affected. Hey, read the book of Acts. These guys had no idea what they were doing. They didn't. All they had was the Holy Ghost. They didn't know how to talk. These were fishermen. These weren't seminary grads. These were just honest men who allowed themselves to be filled up with the power of God and said, here we go, Lord. And they refused to bow down to anybody but Jesus. And God used them in a mighty way. May the spirit of Acts rise in the church again. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. In fact, let's read it together today. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. But you will receive power... When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Now last week we talked about what it means to abide and you saw me take an extension cord and throw it all over the place. But the goal of the sermon was to plug it in, right? I'm just going to put this up here. So you can stare at it and wonder what's he lost his mind again with this week. And that's all right. So, but it's going to take faith. You cannot 
abide. So the, the focus of today's message is the idea of faith. We cannot abide, right? We talked about what it means. We're not to produce fruit. We're to bear fruit. You are an extension of Jesus himself. We're not trying to live the Christian life. Everybody following that? We're not trying to will our ways to be more like Jesus. You cannot be like Jesus. Only when you empty yourself of yourself to be filled with his spirit to the full can you then behave like Christ. And we're all here like, I got to watch this. I got to stop this. I got to stop doing this. I got to quit doing this. And you're never going to make it. And you're frustrated because you can't get there. And so what you're going to have to do is just lay down your life and die. And say, guess what? I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I just want to be filled. We just want to be filled with your spirit. Abiding requires faith. Look at Hebrews 11.6. It's on the screen. Hebrews 11.6 says this. And without faith, everybody say faith. It is impossible. Say impossible. It is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. See, we're not abiding in Christ. We're not plugging in. You know why? You don't think it works. Because then you have to give up control. And we hate to give up control. See, when I surrender my life to Christ, now I have no say. See, there's a verse in the Bible we like to forget about. It says, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. I belong to God means you can't eat what you want, can't drink what you want, can't watch what you want, can't hang with what you want. You belong to God. You belong to God. So you surrender your rights. And you say, God, just do your thing in me and do what you want to do in me. That is faith. If you're going to please God, you're going to have to have faith. Whoever would draw near to God must must believe. So watch this though. Now faith is not, uh, it's not trusting in this idea. Right? This idea of Christianity. Faith is in the truth. The truth. You understand that? We don't have some lofty idea, some set of values, something. What we have, church, and it's good news, is that we have what you have in your hand right there is the truth. You have the truth. And watch this. Let me take it a step further. The truth isn't even a book. The truth is a person. Your faith is in the truth, and the truth is in a person. And we stake our lives in him. So now, I'm going to give you three things. You're going to want to take notes today. If you don't take notes, you're going to want to take notes today. There's three things, because here's what we got to do. we got to believe the truth. See, if you don't know what the truth is, then you can't believe the truth. But if you can learn what the truth is and you can live by believing the truth, it's a game changer, right? If you think the truth is driving on the left side of the road, we're in trouble, right? You, we know the truth about certain things and we believe the truth about certain things. And so here's three things that are true. Watch this. Number one is the Holy Spirit indwells you with power and authority. Right? This isn't something I'm grasping for. Oh, I need the whole. No, the Holy Spirit's in you. It's in you. The power of God is in you. The power of the resurrection is in you. The authority you have is in you. We just got to get it out of us. 
The Holy Spirit. Listen, are you hearing this? The power of the Holy Spirit is in you. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome to think about. The second thing is, he is the character and the nature of Jesus in you. You, you may say something like, Pastor, I'm all messed up on the inside. Yeah, that's why God moved in, so you'd move out. Pastor, you just don't understand, I'm all messed up. Yeah, Jesus knew that. That's why you invited him in, because you could not do it. You could not do it. In fact, hopefully when the day, you, you didn't get saved because you're like, well, I guess I'll become a Christian now. Everybody else is doing it, or the cool kids are. I got nothing else to do on Sunday mornings. I just do that Christian thing. That's not how you came to Christ. If that is how you came to Christ, you should try again this morning. You should let me introduce you to Jesus, because what you don't have is a revelation of who you are apart from Christ. Because apart from Christ, you're a hot mess. And you can't fix yourself. Only Jesus can come in. And you didn't just one day decide, I think I'll do this. No, God called you. And you accepted, you believed, you repented, you confessed, you said, God, help me, save me, and he did. And that began your new life. You were born again. You were born again. We got we to gotta bring that back. We, we got to bring back born again. We got to bring back words like repent. We got to bring back words like confess. We got to bring back words like we said last week, holiness, sanctification, right? We got to bring that back to the church. And so the third thing is, watch this. He's willing and he's able to produce the character of Christ in you. Now watch this. So the Holy Spirit lives in me. The nature of Jesus himself lives in me. And he is willing. Oh, isn't that beautiful? And he is able to produce the character of Jesus in you. When you read the fruit of the Spirit, can I tell you, that is who Jesus was. Who Jesus was, was love, joy, peace, patience. That, that, that's, what, that's who Jesus was. And guess what? He wants to put that, he has put that, inside of you. You're not reaching out here trying to become a gentle person. Gentleness is in you. What you need to do is allow Jesus to take the ungentleness out of you because the gentleness is already in you. Following that? It's already in you. The nature of Christ is in you. So allow him to do what he needs to do. So what that means for some of you is, God, I don't even know what's next. Just, just here I am, Lord. Now, when, when you live like that and when you plug in and rest, all of a sudden you're not working so hard, but guess what? You're dying a whole lot more. What, now, we're going to talk about death a little bit here. I don't want to get ahead of myself because that's down the road, but might as well stop right here. A, a dead person has no say. A dead person doesn't, doesn't care where you go to dinner. You, you got to get a dead person in the car with you. They, they have no opinion. They're just like, wherever you want to take me, I'll go. Everybody following that? And so it's important that if, when we die, when we really die, when we really surrender, when we really say, Jesus, whatever you want. But see, here's the thing. We're so scared to live in surrender because we do not trust the heart of God. Because if I surrender, I'm going to end up in a hut in Africa. Because that's what Jesus does to everyone who surrenders. That is not what Jesus does to everyone who surrenders. 
What he's looking for you is to stop having an opinion about anything except living holy, living according to the word, trusting his heart. And God, whatever you want me to do, here I am. Right? You've got you to lay down your opinions and die and let God move. So the first thing, this, this life of faith, it, belong, it comes because of a revelation. Now watch this. John 8, 31 and 32, because here's the goal. The goal of the revelation is truth, because the truth will, once we walk in the truth and abide in the truth. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Check out this next verse. And you will know the truth, and the truth will do what? Set you free. When you know the truth, you'll be free. Anybody in the room just want to be free? I want to be free of the stress. I want to be free of the anxiety. I want to be free of the depression. I want to be free of the fear. I want to be free of the pride. I'm just constantly hitting my head against the wall. Once you know the truth, well, the, the truth will set you free. You can't get to your freedom on your own. You will never achieve it. Only through the truth, and when you walk in the truth, when you know the truth, when your heart's desire is to know the truth, you will be set free. So let's talk about a couple things. The first thing is to get in the Word. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Can we get to that verse real quick? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. So there it says right there, my faith is growing from hearing. But what do I need to hear? I need to hear the word of God. Right? We want power. But in order to have power, I've got to have faith. I want to increase my faith then. God, give me more faith. I know without faith it's impossible to please God. And God says, then read your Bible. Wait a minute. Too far. Nope, 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 nope. Is there an audio Bible? How about one of them? Is, is the Bible on Netflix or Hulu? or Can, 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 can there a streaming service for the Bible? Because that... That involves ugh, reading, and I'm just not a fan of it. But I want to grow. I want to be better, right? This is the person who says, "I want to run the marathon." We got to start working out. Ha <laughs> ha! Nope, just want to run the marathon. No, no desire. Shouldn't you run a little bit? You, know, you should run a hundred yards first before you run the marathon. No, 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 no. I'm just signed up. You don't do that. You've got to make your way up to it. Can I tell you, if you want faith to grow into you, you must get in the Word. There, there is no different way. There is no sidetrack. There is no easier way. There is no uh, detour to faith, except it's through the Word. It's through the Word. You're going to have to read your Bible. You're going to have to find time and create time and be disciplined enough to get into the Word. You can't know the truth if you don't know the Word, right? So we want the truth, we want faith, then get in the Word. We've got to get in the Word. The next thing we've got to do, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord... So walk in him and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So faith, again, is what we're talking about today. We need to know the truth. We need to get in the word, and we need to walk 
in him. So let's, let's talk about, when, when we're talking about, so what is, that's a very broad subject, walking in him. Because he says right there, to walk in him and be built up in him and established in the faith. So once I read the word, I walk in him by faith. Now watch this. So let's talk about an Old Testament story you're probably familiar with. This Old Testament story of David and Goliath. Good job. David and Goliath. Can I tell you that David had exercised his faith way before he exercised his will? He walked into the situation. Now remember, he was taking bread and cheese. He was not, you know the end of the story. It wasn't like he got an email, there's a giant bugging him to death up on the hillside, and David was like, oh, well, let me say, take care of this. That's not how this went. Dad said, take the brothers, because you're just in the field, you're just a shepherd. Hey, can I tell you, sometimes you feel like your job's not important? Just hold on. Just hold on. You might go from the sheep to the giant in one day. So don't neglect the sheep or think what I'm doing is not important because God can, in one day, elevate you from the bottom to the top. But you got to be ready. See, David was not knowing that today is Goliath day. You know the story, so it's like it's Goliath day. David went for cheese and bread. Daddy said, take the small stuff. So I take, he was toting the cheese, remember that? He was taking the cheese to his brothers. And then he becomes aware of what's going on. But watch this, he already walked into the situation full of faith. Full of power. Why? Let's look at this verse. It's in 1 Samuel 17 where he begins to talk about this. What is it? Verse 36. He goes this. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. David didn't walk in going, oh, man, what are we going to do? David walked in going, I do lions, I do bears. I'm going to do that dude too. I'm not worried about this. What? Why is everybody, right? Some of y'all are like panicking. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Have you forgotten what God's already done? How quickly have you forgotten? God didn't bring you here to be like, okay, you're 49 years old. I'm done with you. He's been good this far. He's going to be good till he gets me home. And then when I get home, it's going to be real good. He's just kind of good right now. I get home, it's going to be real good, right? The idea of eating and not sleeping and not getting tired, and not getting sore, and not hearing my body go crick, crack, crick, crack, crick, crack, right? I'm not sure what joint that is, but that's what I do sometimes, right? Right? The idea of home forever. But you understand, David walked into the situation with Goliath already full of faith because he knew the truth. He knew that he didn't kill a bear. God did. He knew that he didn't kill a lion. God did. He was just, watch this, hello, it's all connecting. He was an extension of God. He was an extension of God. So he walks in, and everybody's panicked about this nine-foot man. He's like, no, that's no problem. Just add him to my list. You understand? Now, that's not arrogance. It's faith. Because he knew it wasn't him. He knew that, can I tell you something? So if, if I got, Sammy's not here today, but y'all remember little Sammy that sat here last Sunday? Little cute Sammy? So if Sammy wants to beat up all the kindergartners, you'd be like, don't do that. But if he needed to, we're not going to, just play with me here for a minute. 
you know, he, he might not feel like he could do it. But if I said, Sammy, I'll go with you. And if you can't get him, I will. In fact, we'll do it together. Then Sammy's like, oh, let's go. I got the big boy. He's going to help me. Right? David knew he had big brother. David knew it wasn't in his strength. David knew he had God on his side. And can I tell you, with you and God, you're the majority. You don't need to fear of God before us. Hello, what's the word say? Who could be against us? It doesn't matter what's coming against me. I've got God on my side, and we're going to win. We're going to win. So I've done a bear, done a lion. His, he walked into the situation full of faith. Can I encourage you something real quick? Walk into Monday with some faith. My Lord. If we would stop acting like we're the most defeated, wiped out people on the planet, we belong to God. And God is our strength and our source of help. He is a help in time of trouble. The church ought to be living in victory. Not, well, I hope God comes through. He's going to come through. Now, watch this now. He may not come through like you want him to. But that's where you surrender, so it doesn't matter. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. God is always going to do something good. It's just what he does. Now, it might not be what I want, right? If, if, if my kids tell me, you're a terrible father, we wanted a chocolate cake for breakfast, get it, give us any. You're terrible. Well, we all know that's just dumb. They're just dumb, right? Because they're children. Hello? How many times have you said, God, you better give me that job. Better give me that job. I need that job, God. And God's like, what do you, no. No, I'm not giving you that job. And six months later, you're like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Right? I, I'll, can I, Devin, can I tell a story about you real quick? Thank you. So, <laughs> sometimes it's good to give children what they do ask for so they can learn a lesson. He, you may not even remember this. We went to that Indianapolis. I was thinking about the Indianapolis Indians. I'm just connecting. This is coming hot off the press. And, and it's like dollar hot dog night. And Devin's like, let's go. You know, Devin has one. Devin has two. That's probably good. These are Indianapolis Indian hot dogs, right? These ain't probably the good ones. So, uh, Daddy, let's go three. Yes, sir. Do it, big boy. I'm proud of you. That's good. Of course, I shouldn't have said that because that probably egged him on. But anyway... Three hot dogs and a trash can later, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we had to learn to pace ourselves, right? Can I tell your parents sometimes when your kid says, I want to stay up all night because I can operate fine by staying up all night. You do that. Go ahead. And the next day they're like, well, yeah, you see, I'm not an idiot. You are. You understand how that works? And it's in the same way that God has to show us, and we have to understand, right? God has to show us, teach us. So David walks in with all this, with all this faith in the power of God. Now, it was his lack of faith in what the world says, because the world says, hey, what you need is, he walks in saying, bear, lion, uncircumcised Philistine, I'm good to go. And Saul's like, wow, this guy's brave or stupid. Here's my armor. Look what he says right here. Look at the next verse. Uh, is it 38? Go back to 37. Go back to 37. Is it 37, 38? Mike, do you have 37? 
No, it's 38 and 39. My fault. Watch this. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. 39 says this, and David strapped his sword over his armor. He tried in vain to go, for he had not tested him. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. See, watch this. Saul said, David, good for you for being brave about this whole thing, but you're going to need my, you're going to need my sword. You're going to need my shield. You're going to need my armor. You're going to need my helmet. And David's like, well, this is not how I roll. See, God wants you to be who you are. God wants to use you in the way he's called you. The way you do it might not be the way someone else does it. But see, God wants to fill you with his power, and you got to do it. So he had lack of faith. The world says to me as a pastor, this is how you operate church. I look at that and say, I don't think so. Right? You're here this morning going, and you even tell your people at work, like, you got to come to my church. Our church has lost their mind. They're crazy. My pastor is crazy. But we're doing things completely different. You've been here. You know this church is doing something different. Right. We're taking off the armor. I can't, I can't do it. We can't, we can't give God all the glory if we just jump into this mold and be who everybody is. We've got to find God's way, God's strength, God's power. So guess what? When the giant comes down, God gets all the glory. We've got to do it the way God's called us to do it. So he goes, so David knew how to kill a bear. David knew how to kill a lion. And he had a plan to kill the giant. And Saul said, but you're going to need all these things. He said, no. He had no faith in what the world told him to do. Remember now, David, he's a child, but he's full of faith. And then finally, look at this confidence. His confidence, here's what his confidence says. The battle is the Lord's. Look at this. Let's read a little bit. 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 47. Then David said to Goliath the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. He didn't say, I'm coming with rocks. You hear that? He didn't come up and say, I killed a bear one time with a rock. You better watch out, Goliath. I'm going to get you. I come in the name of the Lord. You, you hear that authority he comes in? You hear that power? You feel that faith? I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 46. This day, look at that faith, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down. And cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the air. Why? That all the earth may know. Oh, come on. Does anybody listen to this? That there is a God in Israel. Verse 47. And that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's. Watch this now. I love this. this jumped out at me this week, and I about jumped out of my seat. And he will give you into our hand. Our hand. Because Goliath, what you don't see, you, you see a little boy with a, with a, with a slingshot and, and a rock. What you don't see is the God behind me. What you don't see is the God behind me. And when I let this rock go, Buddy, you're coming down. See, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll have to aim. Everybody's like, David was a skilled 
David could have slung that thing that way. But in the name of God, that rock would have went, wha-bam! Because he did it in the name of God. He said the battle is the Lord's. You got to stop fighting. It's not your battle. It's not your struggle. The battle is the Lord's. It's the Lord's. So do it in the strength of the Lord with the Lord's help. Are you following that? Walk in Him. Surrender yourself. Have faith. Just believe. Stop trying to figure it out and fight work. You got to figure this out. And just, because it's hard to rest. Am I, am I reaching anybody today? Am I talking to anybody today? Does anybody understand what I mean? You just got to, oh man, but if I let go, what's going to happen? God's like, I got you. I got you. Trust me. And he's going to send that rock. The battle is the Lord. But now watch this now. You've got to live your life to honor God supremely above all else. You hearing that? You've got to live your life every day, 24-7, to honor and glorify God above all else so that in everything God is honored, God is glorified. And then let's talk about this point, to die. Can, can I just say this about David Goliath one more time? You want to remember this this week. It was not the stone that brought Goliath down. It was his faith. You, you hearing that? Because when, when you take that step of faith, now you activate the power of God. And now you say, well, I want to I step back and make sure it's going to be okay. That's not how faith works. Faith doesn't work by you going, um, I'm going to let somebody else go first. No, faith says go. Right? I, I don't want to get too lost in this, but I love this part of the story. When Moses is standing at the edge of the Red Sea, right, and everybody's complaining, and he says, you just, the Steve Nanny paraphrase version says, y'all need to just shut up and let's go. Right? And, because and Moses was like, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then, watch this. God tells Moses to start walking towards the sea. Well, you know, we've all seen Prince of Egypt. We know how that goes. Right? Moses didn't know. Moses didn't know. Moses, Moses didn't know what was next. He, he, he didn't imagine. Can you imagine? Of course, we can imagine. Can you imagine at the front part of that story? Moses going, um, water. Moses, Moses didn't. Were we going to all walk across the water? Our little holy birds going to come lift us across the water? There are holy parachutes coming out to propel us. I don't know. He probably didn't imagine God going. But that's what God did. But guess what Moses had to do first? He had to take a step. He had to take a step. See, some of you, you're holding back. This is where we're at. You understand? And I know, and I know you're probably tired of coming in here every week and me calling you out and asking for more, but it's, it's, it's late time. It's late time. You understand? It's late time. I, I, need, I need the church to wake up. It's late time. It's late time. You, you understand? When, if, I, if I'm leaving my house at 7.30 to go to school, it's 7 o'clock. It's like, come on now. Let's get up. You got to go. Let's go. 7.05. It's time to get up. 7.20. You better get out of that bed. <laughs> you understand? That's how we roll. Like, ten, 
10 minutes. You understand? 10 <laughs> minutes. Right? That's how we roll. Can I tell you, church? 10 minutes. Jesus is coming. 10 minutes. You got to go. We ain't got time. We ain't got time to play church and to look pretty anymore. We got to wakey, wakey. Let's go. It's time. It's time to be the church. It's time to put on your armor. It's time to go to war. We're in a dark day. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right? We've been asleep way too long. The church has hit the, oh, now I'm preaching. Now I'm preaching. <laughs> We've been hitting the snooze button for 10, 20. Some of you have been in the church a minute, right? We let the government roll over us, snooze. Took prayer out of schools, snooze. Ten commandments off the wall, snooze. Took Bible out of the classroom, snooze. And the church was asleep. We let the government feed our hungry. We let the government house our poor. And the church was asleep. And here we are. It's 7.20. It's 7.20. Wakey, wakey, church. It's time. And I know you'd rather stay under the blankets. Too bad, so sad. Go somewhere else. But this church is going to rise in the morning and honor God. We're going to get up out of the bed, we're going to get dressed, and we're going to put ourselves in the armor of God, and we're going to war. Whatever it costs. Whatever it costs. Because guess what? When we, when we get through all this, it'll be worth it all. Whatever God has for us, whatever God wants us to do, whatever the cost, when we get to heaven and I see the face of Jesus, I, I don't want to see the face of Jesus and go, well, I slept most of my life. No, no, no. I was fighting. Jesus, you know I was fighting. God, I ain't got time. We got time to play around. It's a late time. It's a late hour. We need to go and get to it. So we need to think about this. So, so Galatians 2.20 says this. I'm getting late. Everybody doing okay? I mean, there's no service tonight. I'm playing two sermons in a row. It's good. Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You can't live a life of faith without dying. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Let me take you back to the Old Testament real quick. And some of you were here for this sermon series we did on the book of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah had the passion to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and he took a group back. The Persian king said, you can go back. I'll even give you the supplies. And he went back to rebuild the walls. But before Nehemiah, there was a man by the name of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel went back early on to build the, the temple of God. Now, if you read Haggai, that old, the end of the Old Testament, it's kind of all jumbled up. But Haggai was actually, the prophet, was getting on to the people of God. Because when they went back, the first group went back, they built the fire station and the post office and they built the Walmart. They were building all these things, but they would not build the temple. And Haggai said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where's the house of God? Why are you building everything in the world but the house of God? And Zerubbabel said, I'll do it. But then he thought to himself, what have I got myself into? So, some of you, sometimes you feel like I've bitten off more than I can choose. Hello, it's faith. Do it. Bite it off. Throw a stone at a giant once in a while in your life. Stop playing it safe back with the brothers snacking on cheese and bread. Get up to the riverbank. Throw a stone once in a while. Man, that's good preaching right there. 
Right? We can stop right there and go home, but you know I won't. Zerubbabel had the daunting task of rebuilding the temple. And he goes before the Lord and says, I, I, I can't do it. I don't have it. I, 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 I'm not a leader. I, I, you've called me to build the temple. And tucked away in Zechariah chapter 4 is the Lord speaking to him. And this is what he says. Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. What's this? Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You hearing that? Zerubbabel, you, you can't do it in your might. You can't do it in your power. And, and you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Steve, you're telling me all this stuff. I can't do it. And God says, I know. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Why, who are you? Look at what Denny reminds him. Who are you, O great mountain? What, so what's your mountain today? Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and you shall bring forward the, stop, the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. You understand? God He wants to blow your mind with what he wants to do with you. And you, you've settled for maybe the crumbs at the bottom of the table. And God wants mountains to come down under your leadership. Under your, but you say, ah, 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 I don't have it, I don't have it. Exactly, not by power, not by my, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You know what I like about the word spirit right there? It means the breath of God. You hearing that? The breath of God. Now that's the same Genesis that when in Genesis chapter 1, I think it says, when the Spirit of God hovered among the waters. I love that. The breath of God hovered on the water. Can I tell you, you are full of the breath of God. God wants to breathe through you to bring mountains down to see temples rise to see giants fall are you following this the, the day of playing it safe and just kind of hanging out playing church and we just kind of you know where are we going to lunch today good, good, good. that kind, we need to stop thinking like that and i grew up in the church my whole life so i don't you i'm, I'm i could stand up here and say that more than anybody Go to church, go to lunch, go to maybe an evening service, woo, maybe Wednesday nights, woo-hoo. But still, it's just playing church. It didn't really affect the Monday. It didn't affect the Tuesday. We didn't feel like we were at war. We were just kind of playing this Christian role. And God is stripping that down, pulling back the covers and saying, wakey, 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 church, wakey, wakey. We, we, you've been asleep now. It's time I've got to do something. We've been asleep. Hey, if you know your history, the church been asleep for a minute. Been asleep for a minute. And it's time to rise. It's time to rise. So, I got an idea. I get these crazy ones. So, I want you to, let me take this one. I got, because our lives are like blank pieces of paper, Right? Our lives are like blank pieces of paper. And so we try to do it in my, in power. So we, in our strength, let me help it. There we go. See how that worked? Not 
my breath not very effective. Are you following? I, I'm trying. I tried. I blowed hard. I gave it some of what I could do in my power. But watch this. So then, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to have to die. Nobody likes dying. God's got to take what's in you. I got to rip it. Does this look fun? This, this is you. This is what Jesus needs to do to you. How's that look? And we fight this process. We fight this process, right? And here we are. Now just a pile. But guess now what we've done. Watch this. So now I've set myself up. See if you can watch this. Now I'm plugged in. I'm abiding. Now I have the breath of God. Let's see what we can happen now. This may not work. Is that going to go? You see how it moves a little bit? I don't have it right. Woo, come on, fan. Do your work. Spirit of God, work. There it goes. See? You understand? See how it goes better? See how it goes better? Now, Kalina, come up here real quick. Let's leave that fan on. That feels good. But now look. Once you, once you pick one of those up, hand it to me. So I died, I laid my life down, I allowed the breath of God to fill me. I'll get him. You, you weren't addressed, that's okay. Now I got to win. Peace, faithfulness, look at this. Joy, anybody following this? Love, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Patience, self-control. See, when I die and I allow God to rip me up and when I allow His Spirit to fill me up and to blow, this is what comes out. You understand? Now, I'll say that to say this. I think something that's happening in the church Why don't I just hit the switch? I think what's happening in the church is that we're trying to sidestep the fruit of the Spirit. And we're demanding the gifts of the Spirit. And we want God to put the gifts in us. But can I tell you, He can't give you gifts till He sees fruit. Now some of you love banana nut bread. Any of you in here? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Banana nut bread. It's yummy. But you don't put rotten bananas in a banana nut bread. You hearing that? Banana nut bread needs good bananas. Right? Can I tell you, God can't give you the gifts if the fruit is a lacking. Are you hearing me? We're asking God for tongues and prophecy and healing and God used me to do this, used me to do that, used me to do that, but I ain't loving my neighbor. I'm not going to have the joy of the Lord. I'm going to be impatient. Jesus, you will give me the gifts now. And I'm telling you, God wants to give you gifts. He wants to. 
See, you know, are you against the gifts? I'm not against the gifts of the Spirit. It's the Bible. But he ain't giving them on a rotten banana tree. Are you hearing that? Can you hear that? Can you process that? That God wants love and joy and peace and patience. Can, can we focus on the fruit of the Spirit? And then when we focus on the fruit of the Spirit, He'll make some banana nut bread that'll blow your mind. But we've focused on the bread and not the bananas. You hearing that? We've got to focus. Now, how do we do that? You've got to die. You've got to die. You've got to allow the breath of God, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So what's he want to give you power to do? We're going to be done. Power to be like Christ. Power to bear fruit. Power to love. Power to do the impossible. I don't know about you, but sign me up. Sign me up. Jesus, that's what I want. I want your power in me. I want your breath. In, I want you to blow. I want to take the extension, right? This is the extension. This is the power of God and the breath of God. And look what God could do as we die and surrender to his power, to his spirit. Now we go. Now we go. And now guess what happens? Mountains come down. Temples go up. Giants come down. You hearing that this morning? You bow your heads, close your Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 Southeast Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www.fcc. Indianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m., and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day, and always remember that Jesus changes everything.